Welcome to Campaign Chemistry, where we pick the brains of creative alchemists, business wizards, and marketing geniuses behind the world's greatest brand. As work has changed irrevocably in the past two years, Upwork has leaned into its category dominance in the talent marketplace sector to push organizations to think about work in new ways. Over the past year, Chief Marketing Officer Melissa Waters has led the charge on Upwork's evolution from talent marketplace to enterprise solutions provider. Her most recent work for the brand leans into humor, starring an undead CEO named Jack who breaks out into song about the future of work. In this episode, Waters, who was previously at Instagram, Hims and Hers, and Lyft, talks about her background as a marketer, the future of the freelance marketplace, and how creative agencies are impacted by new ways of working. I'm your host, Allison Weisbrot, editor of Campaign US, and you're listening to Campaign Chemistry. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Thanks so much for being here today. Hi, Allison. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. So talk to me. You joined Upwork earlier this year. You're almost one year in. Tell me a little bit about what it's been like for you. Oh, that's such a great question. I uh, I did. I joined at the very beginning of the year. My first day was uh, the company's kickoff meeting to kick off 2022. And it was a really awesome way to join because I got to get uh, you know a preview of the 2022 strategy on day one, which was a nice uh, a nice way to kind of get right into the business. And you know, I was brought into the organization to lead the marketing org through transformation. The Upwork business has been around for 23 years. We've had a couple of you know really fascinating and stellar years where the secular shifts have happened in the world where you know kind of the wind is at our back on this category and we're moving from early adopters who've been with us for a couple of decades to a mass market audience that is getting to know Upwork more and more and as we make that shift all facets of the organization are going through transformation to be able to to really cross that chasm um, with our new audiences so I was brought in to help usher in that transformation. And it has been a fascinating, you know, 10-ish, 11-ish months. Um, we've been hard at work to lay our brand foundations, to get new work out into the world, to transform our team and capabilities. And everybody's been working, you know, really hard at doing that. And I've been so inspired by both the leadership team, the organization, the vision for the future, and what our team is rising to the occasion to accomplish. So it's been a really um, thrilling 10 months, actually. Yeah. So talk about that. I actually didn't realize Upwork has been around for more than 20 years. I feel like it's sort of along with, you know, the other freelance platforms um, had a big surge, right? During the pandemic when everyone was kind of working from home and losing their jobs and going off and quitting and freelancing. So talk a little bit about how like you coming in post pandemic, like the business has changed and what you're trying to like bring to the forefront as, as CMO. Yeah, no, it's a great question. So that shift from people who have come in early in your product and used it for years and years and been very accustomed to it. And we were a talent marketplace for a long time. And what that means you know, in, um, you know, plain English is simply that we were connecting talent from 180 countries with clients from, you know, uh, that same range of countries across tens of thousands of skills. So talent marketplace, the business was about matching and the selection of clients and jobs to talent and vice versa. And that matching has gotten us, you know, the kind of beloved, uh, reputation with the people who have used us. People are like, wow, I am so amazed that I can come onto this platform and find incredible top talent from, you know, across all these different range of skills, 
from all of these different parts of the world. And it really migrates folks from thinking about talent being um, really kind of fixed in your local backyard to talent being absolutely available, you know, across the world. So that mindset, many folks have, you know, adopted us. And honestly, a lot of those companies in the early days, at least, were people who were very accustomed to constraints. It's small and medium-sized businesses who are trying to DIY everything, um, folks who, you know, are trying to scale, furiously scale startups, trying to scale, um, you know, folks who are like, I need resources, but I don't have, I don't have time and energy to go find them um, through traditional hiring practices. So a lot of our early adopters were folks who, um, you know, came into the category because of a need and, and kind of a constraint. What we've seen, though, is that we're migrating from being just a talent marketplace where we're just doing that, you know, selection and matching process to being what we're calling the work marketplace, which is essentially saying it's not just about the matching of talent to clients, but also when we do that, there's a whole range of things that people expect from us, especially as we go more and more up market and people at bigger companies and are using us and using us for more things. So things like payroll and contracting and classification and payments and all the things that you need to be able to help that selection and match process be smooth and seamless and, um, dare I say, delightful, um, that we figured out all kind of the nitty gritty behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So as we move into the work marketplace, what we see is that more and more big companies and, you know, kind of folks who are now crossing the chasm into, you know, kind of, um, thinking about us as a hiring solution are coming to us with their business problems instead of coming to us with point solutions of I'm just looking for this developer to do this project for me. They're coming and saying, I have this constraint in my business and I need to problem solve it. And Upwork is taking a more consultative approach to problem solving businesses through the lens of talent. And that is super exciting because it means that we're able to provide much more robust solutions for folks. And, and that's that's a mindset shift that we see happening with our clients. And it's really fun to watch. It's fun to watch people kind of have that light bulb moment and the aha moment of, oh, wow, I hadn't thought about doing it this way. And now yeah. I have a path to being able to do it. It's really interesting. Like, are you noticing that more bigger companies are relying on freelancers more? And in, if so, like in what areas? Yeah, well, we we definitely are seeing a lot of traction with some really large clients, um, and those folks are coming, like I said, with business problems, and we're using uh, talent as a solution for that. So instead of being constrained by, uh, you know, development time or finding developers or creative organization being able to scale up and down or um, you know project management or customer service, one of our biggest categories. Folks are coming to us with their problems and we're able to say, here's how we can help augment the traditional ways in which you've done that. And we cross so many different categories. It's really, you know, mind blowing. Um, you know, we use two, th- two thirds of our company is, um, you know, hybrid workforce and we augment all of our teams with um, a range of different talent solutions. Um, we were just looking for, you know, a speechwriter on something and found them on the platform. So we are constantly using the platform ourselves to be able to problem solve in our own business. So we, we definitely think of ourselves as customer zero in that front. Yeah, I definitely want to get into the creative industries because obviously covering advertising and marketing, that's that's interesting. And I see these trends too. But first, um, I want to talk about like how you've sort of been bringing this new positioning to life through the work. I know I saw Upwork's most recent campaign, This Is How We Work Now. It was super uh, bold and funny and 
like cheeky. And I guess I'm curious, like what was the idea behind that? What was the strategy and how did you pull it off? Because that was a pretty long, like music video style (laughs) shoot, right? So talk a little bit about what went into that. I know we really pushed the boundaries on that in a lot of ways, um, humor and length. But, you know, we made many spots. Um, so that was we, we definitely produced a very long director's cut. But uh, we produced many spots, including a lot of sixes and fifteens per the usual media buys these days. Um, but the, the insight came from doing a lot of consumer research and market research, as good insights always do. And um, really studying the category and the fact that there is this need for people to think about this, this moment in time in which we are crossing from the old way of doing things to the new way of doing things. And just like any major behavioral change and introducing, you know, something that people have to take a leap and be brave in, in um, going, you know, into new change, uh, changes in their kind of way of working we needed to prompt people to think about that. And once we landed on this insight that we're at this kind of chasm crossing place, um, and we know that people need the inspiration to think about the before and after, um, you know, we concepted around that, that, um, you know, insight and Jack was born and, uh, funny <laughs> to say Jack was born cause he's actually not alive, but he was unborn. Um, <laughs> he was unborn. That's right. And, you know, it's, yes, it is a big leap to go and introduce a character like this. Um, But the reality is that we won't get people to think and we won't be able to provoke them to think differently unless we are being provocative ourselves. Right. So Mm -hmm. if we're doing messaging and work that is, that could roll, you know, past you and not be something that is memorable, I don't know that we would really get people's attention on this topic and it has worked. We've, we've gotten a lot of, um, we, the creative is breakthrough. We're starting conversation. People are reacting very positively to it. Um, and it is sparking people to, uh, you know, think differently about the way that they do work. And that's really exciting. Yeah. Just for the listener, if you haven't seen it, it's sort of this like epic musical of a, of a zombie boss CEO, (laughs) Melissa, I'm sure you could explain it better. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, what better way to bring to life the concept of, you know, the old is dead than actually bringing back, you know, someone from, from the dead. So Jack is a, um, old CEO who has since passed and he's run his company a really particular way in traditional form and, you know, kind of born out of the old rules of work, which were actually invented, you know, at the time of, you know, the industrial revolution. So they've been invented a long time ago and they're ripe for, for disruption and reinvention. And so you've got this chasm between, a you know, a, a, a person in the office saying, it's time that we added freelancers to our plan and we need to add them, you know, into our, into the way we work and someone railing against that and saying, no, we should do things the old way because that's what Jack would have said. And uh, you pan over to his portrait on the wall and him standing next to it and saying, you know, uh, who cares what I would have said? I'm dead. Stop worrying about what I would have said. I'm dead. <laughs> and he has he has come back from from the dead and seen the light of the future and is coming to tell his entire team about it. And instead of, you know, just being really straightforward about that, we decided to make it as campy as possible. And when he breaks out into song, um, he says, <laughs> I think the line is, uh, why talk when you can sing? Um, <laughs> you know, it's just a great reminder of the fun that we can all have with this category. That was another big piece of it too. Uh, Allison is 
the more that I study this category as somebody new to it this year, um, it's, it's a category full of seriousness. Mm. You know, the category of work is full of a lot of self-serious kind of, um, uh, somber tone. And that's another big piece of this too, is that if we want people to spark to new ideas, I think you've got to add a certain amount of desire and fun in that rather than it just being something that people don't really actually want to talk about. So we're trying to not take ourselves too seriously and add some humor into our repertoire. Yeah. Talk about that a little. Cause I think that kind of tracks with like the future of work, right? Like people maybe not like slaving themselves to their jobs and ha- taking a little bit more flexibility and bringing more passion into what they do. So talk about how, like, what are you, what is Upwork and what do you specifically see as the future of work? Yeah. Uh, well, we're definitely seeing changes in the newer generations coming up and saying, you know, is the, is the world serving me the way that it might have served prior generations? You know, there, there's more economic un- instability. There's less certainty that folks who work in the way that their grandparents or parents may have worked are going to have the same, um, you know, outcomes that, that they may have had before. And so I think it's really changed the way that people think about, well, what do I value and what matters most to me? And is it worth it for me to work the way that prior generations did if I'm not going to get the same, you know, potential return on that? So I think there's a lot more agency for younger generations to come in and say, I want to do it my way. And what tracks for me about that is that we believe that too. You know, Upwork has always believed that that we are home for both work innovators, people who want to innovate inside their companies and also career innovators, people who say, I want to do things my way. And on the, on the talent side, it allows people to think about where they want to live, how they want to work, setting their own hours, setting their own, you know, rates, setting their own um, scope of work of what they want to be known for. It allows them to make decisions for their families that they may not have if they were tied to a particular region or hub. And ultimately, that has a massive impact on people's lives, their, both their happiness, but also their economic situations and, you know, the, the decisions that they get to make about how they choose to, to work and live. And then on the client side, having the mindset shift of people who are change agents inside their organization allows them to think differently. You know, if I was tied to doing things in a really traditional way, perhaps I'm not, you know, working in the way that I desire. But if I can come and think differently about how to get my work done, maybe I can be more efficient. Maybe I'm kind of the hero of my company where that says we have a new way of doing things and I and I can help this process be more efficient with flexible workforce. So I, we really believe that, um, you know, eschewing the old way of doing things and eschewing tradition is part of the next generation. And we believe that that secular trend is on our side. Mm, so talk about how like internally you kind of embrace these things like as a mark, as the CMO, how do you lead your, organize your team? You know, what, what kind of flexibility do you kind of bake into that and, and talk about how you live those kind of future of work values? Absolutely. Yeah. So a couple of things, one, we're a remote first company and we are very much take the tack of like, wherever you want to be to do your work is totally great with us. We don't require that you are in a you know hub and in an office Two, we use our platform first. So we do our work through the, you know, what can we do in our platform? What can we do through hybrid workforce? And then what can we do from a more traditional full-time employment standpoint? And that allows a lot of creativity and flexibility for our team. So for instance, 
our you know creative organization has a leadership team that is comprised of full-time and, and um, hybrid workforce team members. And the way that we flex up and down to do our work is through a range of different contract resources and resources off the Upwork platform. So we keep everything pretty fluid and flexible here. And our, our company lives and breathes the you know remote first life very much. So um, we organize our meetings and our gatherings and everything around the remote first principles. And we figured out tools and methodologies and practices to be able to do our work well, you know, be able to collaborate really well with those things in place. So we very much feel as though we are customer first on uh, customer zero on this. Yeah. As you, um, you know, you talk a lot about using the platform to find resources. Do you work with agencies or do you really like do it internally and with with freelancers? We do work with some agencies. Absolutely. We worked with um, Alto on this most recent, Alto New York on this most recent campaign. Um, And they've actually been with us for a couple of years and they're on the platform too. Um, So we work with agencies on the platform. And then we also, you know, I encourage our agency partners to join the platform and be able to utilize it to to see how they can serve uh, clients on the platform. But we do, we, we don't, we, it's not that we are unwilling to use more traditional resources. It's that we like the flexibility of being able to examine the range of working styles. And that's what it's really about the augmentation of Mm. the way that we do things. And also is, is an example of also an agency, which many agencies are these days that also uses a flexible workforce um, as well. So many folks are, are using this model in their own shops. Let's talk about that a little bit. I feel like uh, freelancing became really big for agencies and, and advertising and, and marketing during the pandemic. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, long tenured agency people left their jobs and they started their own freelance networks or people who, you know, were just like had been in the industry for a while, like put themselves on these networks and started freelancing and found, wow, I can actually make a really good living doing this. So what talent trends do you see in advertising and marketing in relation to freelancing and in the creative fields and where you kind of see that going over the next couple of years as like we do get back to the office and more normal ways of working? Yeah. I mean, I've never worked inside of an agency, so it's hard to, it's hard for me to speculate on what they're preparing for and how they're thinking about, you know, any kind of return to office dynamic. I mean, first of all, I feel as though the concept of return to office is still a little bit ill-defined in the sense that I think a lot of industries are saying, maybe we will never do this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe this is just not the way that we want to work going forward. So I'm not sure how much it will be a true pendulum swing backwards. I think that it's really people saying we've gained a lot of efficiency over the last few years and how do we replicate that? Um, I think that we are over-indexed as a society on talking about where we work instead of how we work. And so we get really hung up on, um, how many people are in the office and and how are they spending time in the office instead of just talking about is my work is the work getting done and mm-hmm. how do we improve the way the work gets done so it'll be interesting to watch agencies as they um, wrestle with what they choose to do internally versus remaining in a very hybrid fluid place uh, but i think what has happened is the pandemic has proven out that this model can work and instead of being something people have to be scared about it should be something that once you've figured it out, people feel freed by it and are focused more on the output, the outcomes versus just the concept of who's in the office and not. Yeah. Do you find that, um, has anything changed over the past year or so, just like given the, the 
the phase we're in now of the pandemic, what trends are you noticing on the platform in regards to freelancing? And then also specifically with like creatives on the platform. I think that, um, the creatives, what, what, what I think is happening is that people are specializing more and more and saying, here's my superpower. And this is what I'm going to be known for. And whether I'm going to put myself on a platform or I'm going to work within my own network, or I'm going to work within an agency, that specialization is paramount. And you see that in a platform like Upwork where people have to come and actually state what their specialization is, or you see it inside of an agency saying, call me if you need X, Y, and Z. So I think the concept of specialization is really, um, you know, the thing that that will allow the model to continue to, you know, move forward really fluidly because people can say, I know who to call for these Mm -hmm. specific roles and the things that I need to get done. Yeah. And do you find like, there's been a lot more Upwork has been around for a while, but there's been a lot more of these marketplaces that have launched in the past couple of years. Like how has that sort of changed your approach to marketing, just the new competitive set and dynamic? Yeah. So, um, we, we definitely see ourselves, we are the category captain. We see our, we play that way, meaning we have a lot to offer across skill sets, across type of talent that you can find across the globe, across product features, et cetera. And so we play that role of category captain to say, you know, as we move more and more into our enterprise business, which we have been public about, um, you know, we're coming and offering the size and scale of the platform we built for the last 20 plus years. And that has proven to be a worthwhile strategy because we have the ability to offer more um, and highest quality talent for that reason. I think that some of the other platforms that have popped up have very specific specialization inside of that, um, you know, ecosystem. And, you know, much like any disruption industry, any industry that's trying to introduce new, um, you know, new behavior, you have this kind of proliferation of a lot of players and they typically take a specialized approach. And our differentiation is our category captain position and the fact that we can offer the size and scale and um, solutions for the level of complexity that large businesses require. Um, you know, I, I think back to, you know, I've been in disruptive categories my entire tech career. You know, I started at, at Flip Video, that was disrupting camcorders, the camcorder market. I, you know, was at Lyft, um, introducing ride sharing telehealth uh, with him's and hers. And then of course, in, at Instagram and social media. And so it, that is a pattern I feel as though I've seen across my career where you get this, you know, new idea that pops up and then a proliferation of players around those new ideas. But we, we very much lean on the fact that we've been around for a long time and we've built a lot of specialization in being able to provide the right solution for large organizations mm-hmm. and our scale and our size actually ends up being the thing that, that matters most to our clients. Mm, That makes sense. So I want to talk about your career a little bit. Obviously, you've had a really interesting background in tech and sort of like Silicon Valley companies. Talk a little bit about what you take from your past roles to your to your job at Upwork, whether it's your creative style or the way you approach marketing. Like what what were some things that you, you brought with you? Yeah. So I've been really um, fortunate to work with some amazing people and amazing brands who are introducing new consumer behavior changes. So introducing a new way of shooting video, introducing ride sharing, introducing the concept of how to do telehealth with hymns. 
I think Instagram was anomalous in my portfolio, but I went there to work with Antonio Lucio, who is a mentor and dear, dear colleague. And uh, I wouldn't trade that decision whatsoever. And I really, really enjoy the intellectual challenge and creative challenge of helping people think about and be inspired by new ways of doing things. And with a couple of things that I bring to this role, which I have, uh, you know, put in my proverbial backpack over the last, you know, while are a couple of things. One, new behavior change requires inspiration. And so playing the role or kind of the brand position around a challenger brand and having that mentality matters a lot, even when you're in a category captain position like Upwork, because we have to inspire people to think differently. And creativity is such a powerful tool and weapon in being able to do that. And, um, you know, I, I'm such a big proponent of the power of creativity as a business driver, not just simply a nice to have. Um, and then the other thing is uh, something I learned from a mentor a long time ago is, is that when you are introducing new behavior change, a huge part of it is about the how. People might be inspired to say, open their minds and say, oh, that makes total sense. I get it, but I don't know how to get started. So we talk a lot here about crossing the how hurdle. What is it? You can inspire people to think about the category, provoke them to think about the category, provoke them to think about our brand. But once they get into the ecosystem of the experience, um, boy, they might get stuck trying to figure out how do I get started and I don't know what to do. And so this reminds me very much of, you know, those early days in marketing at Lyft, where we were really, you know, we were crossing from a 20 market business to a national, you know, U.S. and Canada business when I was there. And in doing so, we had to do a lot of education around it's an app you download on your phone. A driver picks you up. There's a lot mm-hmm. of communication that is really basic experience level communication. And I think that's a huge part of what is ahead for Upwork is the more and more new people we introduce to the category and to our brand and our business, the more we need to be uh, really great at crossing the how hurdle. Yeah. I guess like, how does that play into how you think about brand versus performance or more like, you know, tactical, like educational executions? Like how do you kind of balance that in, in a newer category when you're trying to like get the new brand out there, but then also be like, this is how you use it. Cause it's a completely new thing. That's right. So, um, I think of, you know, we talk a lot about this in our, in our team, but we, I think about brand as the fundamentals, the foundation, the, the playbook that everybody's drafting off of. So if we have a really solid brand, solid brand foundations, the strategy, the creative idea, the personality, um, et cetera, all of that should feed then anything else we do. So whether we're doing performance marketing, product marketing, enterprise marketing, sales uh, marketing, content, et cetera, it's all drafting off of a brand playbook and, and those foundations. So my job one, anytime I, you know, come into an organization is to really examine those foundations and make sure they're as solid as they can be because everything else drafts off of them. And I'm a big fan of making sure that then from there, all the actions we take, whether it's performance product, et cetera, are, are accruing value to the brand. So brand accretive product marketing, branded performance marketing, et cetera. So is it accruing value or not? And is it helping? Um, if you saw it, if you only saw a piece of communication from us in an email or in sales materials or in, um, you know, pro- in product communication, are we accruing value to the brand or are we eroding the brand? 
And that is something that, you know, it's, it's really on us to be stewards of the brand that cross all those touch points. We are not there yet at Upwork. We are on a journey. It'll take a while. It always takes a while, but I'm incredibly heartened by the fact that we've sweat the details this year on all those brand foundations. And we, our first stop on the train was to get a campaign out to be able to have, have something to say to the world. Um, but from here, you will see us, you know, sweating every detail of the experience to make sure that it's accruing value to the brand. If you look at the best brands out there, that's what they do. They're, they don't just use advertising communication to communicate their brand. They use the end-to-end experience to do mm-hmm. so. For sure. So talk about like what's next for Upwork. What do you have in the works that we can we can look forward to? Yeah. So you're going to see from us um, more and more focus on the, crossing the how hurdle and, you know, moving into doing great product marketing to ensure that people know how to use the product and, and are getting the most value out of it. You're also going to see us continue to develop product features that help deliver for our client needs. So whether that's things that may be hard to see because they're on the back end, like improving payroll systems um, to things on the front end where we're really helping people navigate the way, you know, teams work together, um, where, you know, we're developing new product features on both of those fronts. And then on the marketing side, um, we're going to just keep sweating all these foundations and fundamentals. I, I don't believe that we're done with that. Um, you'll, we'll continue to advertise, of course, but uh, I'm a big believer that the more that we can improve our foundational work, the more it will pay off long term. So, uh, you know, you know how this goes when you're in, gotten a lot done, but still have a very, very long list of things to accomplish. And I'm really energized by everything that's ahead for this business and the brand. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. It's great to catch up on uh, everything going on at Upwork. And I'm excited to see what's next for Jack. (laughs) I know me too, Jack. I don't think Jack's going to go back to the land of the dead. So, you know, we're going to keep him, keep him alive, keep him kicking. He's, he's been provocative and, you know, we need to provoke new thinking. So I, I foresee Jack in our future. Yes. And he's perfectly timed for Halloween too. <laughs> he was perfectly timed for Halloween, not intentional, but, uh, you know, a lot of people were, were commenting on that about, um, wow, you've really nailed Halloween season, spooky season. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, he'll have to cross over into other holidays. We'll have to figure that out. Oh, exciting. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks, Allison. Great to connect with you. That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Campaign Chemistry on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.